Hey everyone, Jesse here with a podcast that I haven't recorded in a while. And a lot of that, my apologies, is because my child keeps hand-delivering me every flu and tummy bug under the sun because of the daycare that we send them to. I mean, she's having a lot of fun, but I just kind of keep getting express posted these Japanese flus, <laughs> which my immune system isn't used to because I didn't grow up in Japan. But today I'm feeling good, so I thought I would record an episode on Gmail's latest blog post that came out earlier in October, talking about how Gmail wants to lock things down a little bit. Now, when this came out on social media, it was so hard to read some of the posts because a lot of them didn't really make sense. The the people were talking about, like the commentary on this blog post, there was a lot of fear-mongering and a lot of people saying like email's dead, but... Effectively, all Google and Yahoo, it was a bit of a joint effort, are asking for is super reasonable and not insane. And I would probably say 80% of our customers are already following a lot of these best practices. And so in this podcast episode, I'm just going to walk through everything bit by bit. So let's go over their first requirement. Now, all these requirements kind of under the caveat that it only affects people that are sending more than 5,000 emails a day, which frankly is most of our customers, but for customers that are sending less than that, it's still best practice to do all the things I'm about to talk about. Just because, you know, sending an email that is signed to prove that it is actually you is a good thing. And it's also good for security. So the first requirement is that that is that Gmail wants everyone to authenticate their email. Now, authentication effectively comes in the form of what's called DKIM. And it's a way for us to sign every email that goes out the door. And so the person that receives it can go, okay, this is actually, it's been signed by this person. I know it's them. Okay, I can trust it. The other record is SPF, which basically says, hey, this server can send that email. And when you go to sender authentication in Bento and you add those three records, we're effectively covering that. We add uh, SPF and we add two DKIM records. So when you add those, you're saying, hey, Bento can send from those, well, I allow email to send from Bento servers, plus all those emails are going to be signed. And so, you know, they're going to land in your users' inboxes and it's going to say SPF and DKIM passed and all good. So Gmail wants everyone to do that. Now, from the Bento customer perspective, most, like we've been encouraging this from the start, our competitors kind of haven't. And I think this is because there's like a little bit of a support burden doing DNS stuff. And so our competitors have said, hey, don't do it until you have, you know, 50,000 subscribers or something. I think that's a little bit ridiculous. I think good security is always worthwhile doing. And so signing all your emails is something that I would encourage everyone to do. And yeah, if you hear this and you haven't done your sender authentication, go do that now. Talk to our support and we'll help you kind of navigate a lot of that stuff. So that's that. The other thing that they want to do is they want everyone to set up a DMARC record. And so a DMARC record effectively says what happens to emails that are unsigned and it's coming from a server that you haven't permitted. Or maybe you even haven't added an SPF record. So you're just saying, you know, the whole world can send my emails. And the DMARC record says, hey, if SPF and DKIM fail, then what am I going to do with this email? Am I going to reject it? Am I going to report it somewhere? And so they want everyone to add that, but I would hesitate, you know, be a little bit hesitant adding the DMARC record without knowing what you're doing, because if you add a DMARC record, set it to reject, 
then, you know, and, and you add all your bento records, maybe all your bento emails start getting delivered. But if you haven't set things up in your other systems, maybe your other systems start getting, you know, rejected. And this happened recently with one of our customers where they were working with some, you know, sales guy. And the sales guy was setting up another email marketing tool that, you know, set up a DMARC record for them. And then the Bento emails, because they weren't authenticated, they hadn't done all the center authentication in Bento, started getting rejected. And then they were like, hey, why aren't our emails getting delivered? And so I had to tell them, hey, go add those records because you recently added a DMARC record. They did that and everything started going well. So if you want to avoid stress and, you know, your users going, hey, where's my receipt email? Then yeah, you want to maybe talk to us in support and we'll kind of like help you navigate a lot of that stuff. So that is that one. And then the other, so that's number one, <laughs> effectively, is that you need to authenticate your email. You got to do SPF, do DKIM, and set up DMARC when you are confident that, you know, all your other systems have SPF and DKIM all set up. Then after that, you want to enable, like one of the things it says, enable easy unsubscription. Bento customers don't have to worry about this. This is something we're, we're going to do. So in the footer of all your emails, as you guys know, you click it, it says unsubscribe, you click it, you go to a web page and you can click another button to fully unsubscribe. What the Gmail team want is they want basically like a little API that only they can see where they can basically hook into it and have an unsubscribe button in their UI. So users in Gmail can just click unsubscribe without needing to go to another website. I kind of agree with this. I think this is totally fair and we actually already do this. So Bento customers don't really need to do anything extra. And yeah, I think what they want to do is they want to kind of build some more, you know, newsletter promotional unsubscribe features in the UI. And so they just want everyone to hook into that. So I think that is totally fair. And then number three, something else that they want to do is they want to make sure that everyone sending has less than a 0.3% spam rate. Now, this one is, I think, I kept seeing people like deliverability experts posting about this getting like a little bit confused. So they were saying that, you know, this is really something that the email sending company, i.e. Bento or our competitors have to worry about. That's actually not true. So when you set up DKIM and SPF, when you do all that center authentication stuff, the domain reputation actually comes back onto you as the individual, as the you know owner of that domain. And so you need to make sure that your domain's spam rate is under 0.3%. Now, Bento is currently like all the users that aren't leaning on their own domain and that are leaning on ours, our global spam rate, I think, averages between 0.1 and 0.2% on any given day, depending who's sending emails. And so it's pretty reasonable. So like on average, all of our customers that are unauthenticated at that level. Now, the customers that I've seen aren't at that level. There's generally a, a couple of reasons for this. The main reason is that at a point in time, they had a list bombing incident. So a whole bunch of spam signups kind of occurred and they haven't really done anything to clean that out. And so they kind of keep emailing them. <laughs> and then there's like a, there's a spam rate effectively every time they send an email or you've got a lot of dead subscribers or there's a lot of bounces and stuff like that. And so what you want to do is kind of 
I think around when this release comes out, which is around February, I think around January, February, you just want to do a practice where maybe you export your entire list and you do like a little bit of cleanup and maybe use some of Bento's tools to do that cleanup, but you want to go through your list and make sure that you're kind of getting rid of all the bad subscribers. And some of those subscribers, you know, that you, you'll you'll notice, and I can help anyone that wants to do this, but you'll notice that they'll often be, if you look at the timestamps, there'll be pockets of a whole bunch of subscribers that have signed up, you know, within an hour or something, and you, you just wipe a lot of those out. And it's something that a lot of automated systems can't do, but I found that when a customer's had an issue, coming from, often from another system, right? They came from ActiveCampaign, they came from MailChimp, and I'm looking at their list and I'm like, hey, I can kind of see some patterns here where 2,000 people signed up on that day and usually you get 10 signups and you just didn't really notice. You should probably just wipe a lot of those out. And doing a manual check can be super, super helpful in terms of clearing stuff out. And then once you clear out all those bad unsubs, then yeah, you should reasonably be under 0.3% of a spam rate. Now to monitor this spam rate, you want to go to Google Postmaster, sign up, put in your domain, verify it, and then just go to the spam rate area. And it'll tell you, it'll tell you what your spam rate is for that domain. And if it's below 0.3, happy days. Often you're probably not even sending enough email to generate a spam rate. And that is totally fine as well. Mostly for a lot larger senders that are sending pretty consistently that we'll see a spam rate pop up there. But I think they're mostly concerned about people that are daily senders, e-commerce companies that are high volume senders uh, and trying to tell them, hey, you really got to like sort yourself out. You got to get those complaints down and make sure that, yeah, you don't have bad actors. We recently had to get rid of a political customer who was doing political campaigns because Gmail started blocking them for content reasons. But also I've got a feeling that they may have had pockets of spam, like, you know, spammed, spam users, I guess is the word, or just like people that didn't mean to sign up that was signed up to this list and so when gmail's getting those emails they go all right you know 0.1 0.2 and then there's a pocket of very bad users that goes to 0.9 or 1% or 2% or 3% spam rate and then they just basically block that sender and so you want to avoid those instances kind of occurring now the last note that i want to do is i think with batching Again, this is like another thing for batching is spending out neg- well, spreading out negative signals over a few days is always going to be good practice to kind of keep that spam rate down or at least manageable. Like, because the total, whilst the percentages will probably stay the same, the total volume of spam signals that Gmail and Yahoo are getting are going to be lower. So you want to send slowly where possible. That's not always possible, but where possible, you want to do that. And yeah, so, okay, where are we? So we summary before February. 2024, you want to make sure you've done sender authentication. If you're sending over 5,000 emails on any given day, that is adding those records in Bento. So you just click the little gear icon, sender authentication, and add them. And that'll add SPF and two DKIM records, all automatically managed by us. Then you want to add a DMARC record, but talk to us first before you do that if you're not quite sure what to do. And then you want to sign up to Google Postmaster, have a look at your spam rate, and yeah, just make sure it's under 0.3%. And if it is higher than that, or you don't see anything at all, going through the practice of just cleaning your list later on is probably a good idea. But I can almost guarantee that everyone that's listening to this that is a Bento customer 
is not going to really have an issue because if I, I personally notice that you have a high spam rate, I either one kicked you off the platform or two reached out to you and helped you kind of clean a lot of this stuff up. So most of you guys are in good hands and you shouldn't really need to worry about it. But yeah, if you see any other deliverability experts kind of doing any fear mongering around this, just ignore them, do all the basics and keep on sending. So yeah, hopefully you guys found this interesting and I will see you on the next podcast. If you have any ideas, let me know in Discord and I'm happy to talk and rant about them just like this episode. So yeah, hopefully this was valuable for you guys and I will see you in the next one. All right, ciao, bye.